today on Transforming Lives. See, when Jesus died, he triumphed over all powers of the enemy. And he broke the works of darkness to give us victory. The power of God that is available to us gave us victory. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the silver of his knowledge by us in every place. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 verse 37, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, God speaking, he said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that rises us against us in judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage of a servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. A particular story that Rahai Bonki, the evangelist, shared concerning a boy named David that God used mightily during his uh, um, uh, one point in his ministry. He said that, um, that he met this boy after coming from a particular crusade. As he was driving home, he saw this, this young boy standing in the middle of the road. Um, and he stopped his car, and when, when he, he went to the boy, the boy came to, I mean, went to him and said, uh, um, Mr. Bonke, please pray for me. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He said he was tired. He had been preaching all day, uh, and he had been ministering to the sick, and so he was tired. But he laid his hands on this young boy and prayed that God would fill him with the Holy Spirit. And then he got in his car and he left. This boy went home, walked all night, and early in the morning when he was arriving in his village, he saw a lady who he knew. She was going to, towards the, uh, the, the, the creek to, like, like to get water, but as she was going, he heard a sound of crying. He had been in his village before, and this woman had lost one of her sons from fever. And so he saw her with this other child, in uh, uh, um, carrying this other child. And so he thought, well, maybe this other child is sick. And so as he was going uh, towards this woman, he, he uh, 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 thought that she was crying because he was hearing the, 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 the weeping. But when he went closer to the lady, he realized that the woman herself was not crying but that the baby that she was carrying was the one that was weeping, but the Holy Spirit has, has quickened him. And they, he said it, during that time, it was, it was a, um, not a normal custom for a young boy to stop a lady uh, um, in, the, in the middle of the town. And so, but he, he felt the Spirit of God speaking to him to pray for her. 
It was not something that he was accustomed to. And so he said to her, Mother, can I pray for you? Or pray for the child? And she said, yes. So she took off her, her, her lap out from over the child. And he laid his hands on the child and prayed. He prayed a simple prayer. That the power of God would come into the child and heal him. And instantly the child was healed. When the child was healed, the woman was so excited about it, she ran into the town and was telling everybody in the town concerning the healing of her child. And she ran straight to the, the, the chief's house. And she began to tell the chief about this boy who had prayed for her son, and her son was healed. And so the, the boy did not go behind the woman, but he went home. And while he was home, the, the chief sent somebody to fetch him and um, the person went to him and told him that the chief wanted to see him and so he was kind of uh, afraid because it was not a custom in the town to pray for a woman so he thought he was in trouble but when he went to the chief the chief said i heard that you prayed for this woman and the woman was standing right there and and her son was instantly healed is that true he said yes that's true i, I pray and he was trembling and then the chief said to him, what you did is a good thing, but I have a daughter that you know of who has never walked since she was born, she has been uh, 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 crippled all through her life. I want you to go into her heart and to pray for her so that God may heal her. The boy said, fine. So he went, the, the, the um, woman went with him, and they went into the heart, and when he went into the heart, he saw this his girl, the chief daughter, was laying on the bed, couldn't move. And he laid his hands on her and prayed. And instantly, God healed her. God was able to raise her. She was, her, her feet were strengthened, and she was able to walk. When that happened, the chief was so excited about it that he made a demand, a, a decree, that everybody in the town needed to come to listen to what this boy had to to say, and he was able to preach to them, and many people in the town got born again. Say hallelujah. Yeah. You see, when Jesus died, he triumphed over all powers of the enemy. And he broke the works of darkness to give us victory. The power of God that is available to us gave us victory. And we can experience the same victory that God, um, that Jesus experienced when he rose from the dead. We can experience that same victory if we yield to him and trust him to uh, um, live his life in and through us. So this morning, what I want to do, I want to teach on the subject of triumphant Christ. I want to share with us five basic principles concerning uh, 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 um the, the triumphant Christ, what Jesus accomplished for us that we can experience the victory that God has already made available to us. You see, as a child of God, the work of Jesus or his redemptive work is already completed. You don't have to add anything to God's redemption. It is a completed 
work. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Our victory over the devil is not based on our, how long we can pray. It's not based on how righteous we are. It is based on the authority of Jesus Christ that he has made available to you and to us. Amen. Amen. Jesus was the one who conquered the, the enemy. The Bible says he made an open show of him. Amen. He caused us to triumph in everything. We are more than conquerors because of Jesus, not because of you. Amen. And so we need to get the proper perspective about who Jesus is and what we have in order to live in victory and overcome every form, uh, uh, um, trial or, or problem that we face in our lives. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit helps us when we pray. It says in Romans chapter, chapter 8 verse 26, sometimes we do not know how to pray, but the Spirit helps us by praying with us and in us in order for us to pray the perfect word of God. The Bible also tells us that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. Amen? And so it's very, very important for us to understand the triumphant Christ, for us to understand what Jesus accomplished when he went on the cross, died on the cross, was buried, and rose again from the dead. You see, Jesus is not in the grave anymore. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So let's look at each one of these different things. Amen. Concerning the, 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 uh, uh, um, the principles of, of the triumphant Christ. Let's look at them. The first one is that redemption is a finished work. Say finished work. Finish work. Say to your neighbor, say finished work. Finish work. You see, you do not have to add anything to redemption. If you must add something to redemption, then Jesus did not finish his work. Jesus said, it is finished. Say finished. Finish. That means everything concerning salvation has come to a completion. He finished the work. It is not Jesus plus prayer. It is not Jesus plus good works. It is not Jesus plus kindness. It is not Jesus plus offering. It's not Jesus plus fasting. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. The work of Jesus is completed. Redemption has completed. Jesus poor principality. The Bible says, and make an open show of them, triumphing over him in it. Amen. That means when Jesus went to the grave, he went, uh, uh, when he went, went to the grave, the Bible says he entered hell in Ephesians chapter 4. And by entering hell, he went for the keys. That's why you could say in Revelation, I have the keys of death and hell. Amen. The devil does not have the keys anymore. Jesus has it, and he has given the keys to the church. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. You see, because Jesus lives, you and I can experience victory in our praying, victory in our work, victory in our relationships, victory in everything we do, because Jesus lives. One misconception that many has is that I have to pray hard enough. I have to pray long enough. I have to pray good enough. 
I have to be good enough for God to hear me or else the devil will hinder me. No, 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 no. The devil cannot hinder you. You are the only person who can hinder yourself. Say amen. amen. That's the word. Amen. You see, most of the time we do not understand the word. And because we don't understand the scripture, we allow all kinds of different things to get into the scripture. And because of that, we hinder ourselves concerning what God wants to do in our lives. But we need to understand the scripture. The Bible says the work of Jesus, the completion of redemption is over. Amen. Jesus has paid the price for our sins and our victory. Amen. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, I mean chapter 2 verse 15, the Bible says, Having spawned principalities and power, he made an open show of them triumphing over them in it. That's why he was able to lead captivity captives. Amen. Because he stripped the devil of all of his authority over you, the believer. Amen. Many times what the devil uses for us is fear. He uses fear in order to put you in bondage, in order to lie to you, to think that he has more control over what God is doing, but you have the victory. Amen. You need to understand the word of God. Amen. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. He said, "Who, everyone who acts receives. Say everyone. Everyone. Now, if Jesus said everyone who acts receives, he's either telling the truth or he's lying. Amen? amen. Say amen. amen. If Jesus is telling the truth, that means if you ask, you shall receive. Amen. 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 If you pray to God out of an honest heart, you shall receive. That's what John could say in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, that if we know that he hears us, if we do according to his will and he hears us, we know we have the petition. He didn't say maybe God will answer us. He said we know that God has already answered. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Redemption is a finished work. The Bible tells us about Jesus by his own blood. He went into the heavens and he poured out his blood on the altar of heaven. And having redeemed salvation, eternal redemption for us, he, he by himself appeared in the presence of God. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 4, he says that because we have a high priest, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Say the throne of grace. Say the truth of grace. Say the truth of grace. He said we can have come boldly before the truth of grace and receive mercy for help in time of need. Say mercy for help in time of need. Why? Why should you go boldly before the truth of grace? Because Jesus' blood has washed your sins away. Because Jesus' blood has dealt with the sin problem. The thing that causes us to, 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 to be at fault with God is sin. Amen. Sin breaks our relationship with God. But Jesus paid the price 
for our sin. And because he paid the price for our sin, he has washed it with his blood. There is no blood that is more powerful than the blood of Jesus. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at what Paul said to Timothy. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Now notice he said, fight the fight of faith. He didn't say, fight the devil. Maybe you will win or maybe you will lose. No, no. He said, it is the fight of faith. Amen. Fight the fight of faith. To the Ephesian Christians, he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Say stand. stand. When a military person tells you to stand, that means to hold your position. Hello? In the army, when they, when they tell you to, 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 to stand or to take position, they have something what they call the beach head in, the, in, 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 the, in military terms. That means they go, they invade a particular place, and when they invade that place, they fight off the enemy in order to create a stronghold. And then from that stronghold, they are able to advance against the enemy. Amen? And so when Paul says stand, what he is saying, don't allow anyone to take your place of authority. The problem with most of us is that we do not believe that Jesus paid the price for your sins. We do not believe it. And so we allow the devil to push us around. And one day we are happy. We are rejoicing. We are, we are, we are, we are experiencing God's victory. And the next day we are murmuring and complaining. And we think that the devil has got us on a leash and he's running behind us. Stand, the Bible says. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God and stand. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at what did he say to, to the Ephesian Christian. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, again he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. And having done all to stand. Amen. That means when all is said and done, stand. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. See what Paul was telling the church, when we decide to take the gospel out, when we decide to share the gospel with people, when we decide to let people know that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus has saved them, he came and died, and he loves them, and we, when we decide that, he said there will be opposition. There will be uh, uh, human opposition, there will be demonic opposition, there will be devilish uh, 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 opposition. But he said, don't worry about the oppositions, because your Lord has vanquished them. He has poured principalities and powers. He has made an open show. The victory is already won. Back home, when we were playing sports, when we when we own a team and, and um, we're playing and, and, and it seems that it is so easy for the opposite team to score on us, when we play soccer, we say the man bought the game. Hello? They fix the game. In boxing, sometimes we have seen several boxing, like, like you remember the boxing match with Larry Holmes, where he, 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 he wanted to box uh, 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 Mark Tyson. Larry Holmes knew he was old, he couldn't box Mark Tyson, but he wanted the money. And so that match was already fixed. 
He knew he was going to lose, but he wanted the money. And if you if if you have ever watched that match, you will find out that all Lyra's Holmes were trying to do was to to avoid being hit. That's all. He knew that Mike Tyson would have knocked him down, but he was just trying that the damage would not be hard enough. I mean, because he wanted the money. The, 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 the match was already fixed. And sometimes, even now, they accuse people of fixing the match. Hello? Oh, some of you here from Ghana? You remember the last time when the U.S. beat Ghana? They said the, 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 the captain sold the game, right? It was already fixed. Already fixed. Oh, child of God. You me. It was already made up. They, they knew before they went to the match that it was already done. Let me tell you something. Let me give you a secret. Your battle has been fixed. You are the winner. No matter how strong the enemy come against you, you have Amen. All you need to do is to enforce the victory of the cross. Amen. All you need to do is to enforce the victory of redemption. Amen. And it's fixed. Amen. You will never lose. Amen. Say hallelujah. Amen. Say hallelujah. Amen. Say hallelujah. Amen. You can't lose, child of God. Amen. You cannot lose. Amen. Why? Because Jesus has already won. Amen. Say he has already won. Say he has already won. You see, you can't fight a battle you have already won as if you will fail. You can't fight a battle that has already been won as if the devil is stronger than your God. You see, when you think that the devil you have to fight hard enough in order to beat the devil, then you are saying that God or Jesus did not accomplish salvation. Because for salvation to be accomplished, the devil had to be taken stripped of his authority. He does not have authority over you as a child of God. He doesn't. The only thing the devil can do is that he master how to lie. He's a liar and a deceiver. And he knows his skill. He has sharpened that skill so much so that he lies to you. He deceives you. He tricks you. He loves you. He allows you to think that he's stronger than you in order for you to give in. But I'm here to give you good news today. Stand your ground. The victory is won. The victory. It's one. Amen. Jesus. It is one. Say to your neighbor, it is one. It is one. The victory is one. The victory against principalities and power has already been won. The victory against fear has already been won. The victory against doubt and sickness and disease has already been won. God has made a provision for you to experience.
victory. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Look at how Paul put it. Paul says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now say, 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 our weapons are not fleshly, but they are mighty through God. Say, through God. Now, if it was mighty through you, you will, you will look at the weapon and say, no, 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 this, this one will not work. Right? If it was mighty through me, you would probably look at my strength and you say, no, 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 it may not work. If it was mighty through the U.S. government, you would look at the U.S. government, look at uh, Arsenal, and you would say, maybe, maybe, maybe it might not work. But the Bible says it is mighty through God. Say true God. The one who has never lost a battle. The one who all things is possible to him. The one who can turn situations around. The one who can speak a thing and recreate it. The one who, if there is nothing existing, can speak it and it can come to pass. The one, the Bible says, who calls those things that be not. Those things that do not exist as though they exist. The God we serve is the God Almighty. The sovereign of the universe. There's none like him. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends. We are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at Bethelva.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. 
Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Thank you.